Good afternoon, everybody. For this is the day that the Lord has made. And even in this time, we're going to celebrate because we are glad because God is a good God. This is his day. He has ordained this day and this moment. So let us celebrate Mr. Kelvin Stroud. Let us comfort, let us wrap our arms virtually around this family. Let them know that we love them and that we've got their back. Amen. Amen. Don't worry about a thing. We're going to take care of you. We love you. The Lord loves you more. And the Lord loved Mr. Stroud even better. So we're going to celebrate his life this evening, this afternoon. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this day. This day is hallowed. It is set aside for your glory. God, we thank you for all that is about to occur. God, we know that you are in this atmosphere. Holy Spirit, come touch this family in a mighty, mighty way. God, cause them to remember the good times. Cause them to remember the legacy of Mr. Kelvin Stroud. God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this man. It is hallowed. It is set aside for your worship. Because even in this moment, we will worship you, God. We will worship you in spirit and in truth. We will celebrate a life well lived. Can you put your hands together as I say amen? Put your hands together. Come on, put your hands together. Put your hands together. We're going to celebrate because if Mr. Stroud was here, he would be celebrating. He'd be over there in that area about over there somewhere. And he would be celebrating and shouting and praising the name of the Lord. We're going to continue in our worship with an opening song. You may keep your seats. You may keep your seats as the, and join the men in, oh, how I love Jesus. I wonder, does anybody love the Lord? Does anybody here love the Lord? Amen. to say. 
one thing I got to get something straight. Mr. Stroud, Calvin wouldn't be sitting over there. He would be sitting back here with the choir. I got my directions mixed up. He would be in the male chorus, so God bless you. We're now going to come. Uh, Reverend Peyton C. will come with our scriptural readings, Old and New Testament, followed by a prayer of comfort by Reverend James Burney, and a selection, I've Got to Have Jesus, by the St. Paul's Male Ensemble. say greetings to the family. Uh, my thoughts and prayers are with you all, um, and I pray that you find comfort in these words uh, that I read to you all. Uh, the first uh, passage that I will be reading comes from uh, Psalm chapter 73, uh, verses 25 through 28. Uh, that's Psalm chapter 73, verses 25 through 28. And it says this, Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near to God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge, and I will tell of all your deeds. Amen. And then uh, these words from the New Testament, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50. Uh, through 58, Paul writes this to us. He says, I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has, be, has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true, death has been swallowed up in victory. Again, where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. The word of God for the people of God and for you, the family. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Father, we pause this morning, God, to reflect upon the life of our brother, Kelvin Stroud, God. And Lord, while we celebrate this homegoing celebration, God, we must acknowledge, God, that our hearts are heavy, God. Lord, we have tears in our eyes, God. We have questions as to why. But Lord, in spite of all that, God, we pray in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, that you will provide comfort to us, God. Speak to us, God, in the midst of our grief, God. Speak to us in the midst of our pain, God. Speak to us, God, in the midst of our questions, God. Lord, we know, God, if you would speak to our hearts this morning, God, we'll be okay, God. Lord, if you speak to our minds this morning, God, we'll be okay, God. 
Lord, just speak to our spirits this morning, God. We know we'll be okay, God. For Lord, as we recognize, God, we're going to miss Kelvin, God. This family is going to miss Kelvin. They're going to miss uh, their partner. They're going to miss their father. They're going to miss their grandfather. They're going to miss their loved one, God. But Lord, we pray right now in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, that you will provide strength, God. For Lord, we recognize, God, that all their help, God, must come from you, Lord. So Lord, on this moment, God, God, as they're grieving, God, Pick their spirits up, God. Move in them, God, like only you can, God. Oh, Father, we pray right now, God, that you dispatch your angels, God. Allow your spirit, God, to move in their hearts this morning, God. Oh, God, they need you, God. They need you, Lord. They, they're not going to make it through this without you, God. God, give them the assurance, God, that although he's gone, God, physically, God, God, his spirit has been poured out on them, God. And it will live forever, God. Oh, God, thank you today. Thank you for Kelvin, God. We celebrate him, God, and we celebrate you, God, for allowing us to experience him. Thank you for what we know you will do in the weeks and the months and the years ahead. Thank you, Lord, how you'll be there in the midnight hour. Thank you, Lord, how you'll be there when this family begin to question. Thank you, Lord, for what we know you will do, God. God, we bless you today, God. We give you glory. We give you honor, God. Grant us peace, God. Grant us peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen.
destination and Jesus won't hold you accountable but I gotta have Jesus or I just I can't make it by myself cause every day And Jesus won't hold you accountable, but I gotta have Jesus. I just, I can't make it by myself. Every day I pray, 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 pray. Yes, I do. Jesus, I just can't make it. Kelvin couldn't make it without Jesus. We can't make it without Jesus. I hope you know that. Amen. Thank you, choir. Thank you. Thank you so much for blessing our souls. At this time, we will have tributes. We're going to ask that you keep your remarks to two minutes. If you possibly can, we're going to really ask you to do that. It's not for us, the waiting congregation, but it is for the family. Let us make our tributes. I know that they will be beautiful, but if you would make them for about two minutes so that the family, uh, they're grieving. So let us help them by keeping our our tributes um, short and two minutes. We have coming to my left, your right, Miss Angela Glenn. She is his niece. Seleta. Said a leader. Said a leader. Glenn, <laughs> Granny's said Alita, Glenn, Mr. Daryl Straub, nephew, and then finally Deacon Eddie Simmons, who was his best friend. If you would come to this, to this, the mic to my left, my, your right, uh, we will give you your mic. Thank you so much.
Okay. Um, this is kind of hard for me because this was one of my favorite uncles. I grew up staying in his house like all the time. I loved going over to the house when I was little and he was very educated. So if I could get any type of educatement or enlightenment or love, I definitely could get it from him. He definitely babysitted my children. When he was their caretaker, he made sure they read. He definitely made sure they ate, like he would feed them, and he would definitely make sure that he educated them and read to them. Like he read to them all the time. Like I'm really, 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 really going to miss him because he was so important to us. Like he was very important to us, especially educational-wise. He was so smart. His children are smart. Like, He's just a very brilliant, smart man. Like, he's so special. So I'm really going to miss him, y'all. Like, I'm going to miss him a lot. This is really hard for me because he taught me a lot. And I used to love going over there. And I used to love him feeding me. Like, I, I can't say that enough. Like, he would make a meal out of anything. Like, I don't care what was in the kitchen. Them oodles and noodles mixed up with cut up hot dogs, cut up some onions, bell peppers. Like, I'm like, okay, Ella, can ain't nothing in there to eat. What, what you mean ain't nothing in there to eat? <laughs> Come back, you got a table full of stuff. So he definitely taught survival and education, and I loved him. So I'm going to miss him, you guys. I really am. This is hard for me. I just want to say, family, I love you. You know, all his family and friends. Um, I'm, I'm kind of lost for words, but I just remember being at um, Grandma Lucia's house when, you know, he was about, you know, nine years older than me and just telling us to stay out of his room, leave his stuff alone. <laughs> you know, Mama, tell them kids, leave my stuff alone. But he, 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 he never was mean. He always loved us. And I think, you know, that was just, uh, uh, uncle just had to tell you, leave my stuff alone. Get them boys out of my room. But my prom, you know, my uncle, you know, man, he was just, this an awesome man. He always loved his family, children always, by his mom, father, and brothers, and nieces, and nephews, he just loved everyone. And, um, I asked him if I can borrow his car. And he said, of course, nephew. Just put the gas back in it. And I, I just couldn't believe it. You know, being a young man going to the prom with a Lincoln. And he said, just bring it back in the morning with gas. And uh, it just, you know, it meant a lot to me for him to do that for me. And, um, you know, just always admire my uncle for going to the military, you know, going to college and, um, how he loved his children and, you know, inspired me to do the same for mine. You know, um, he led by example. He led by example. And I always love him. And Sheena, Samar, Clarissa, thank y'all. You know, um, I just, I, you know, I'm lost. You know, Kevin Alexander Stroud. Yes, yes. Elliot, Elliot, <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> you know, I called him, um, Kevin one day say, when you start calling me Kevin, you know I'm Elliot. 
You're like, you can't call me Kevin. I'm Ellie, Uncle Ellie. Like, what are you talking about? But um, that's just how he was. But thank you all for coming to celebrate his homecoming. Love you all, friends and family. Thank you. Kevin Alexander Scrabb. Me and Kevin was in fifth grade together. We met in fifth grade. That had to be 1969. Long time. Long friend, over 50 years. Uh, mm. Went on to, from the fifth grade, uh, we got in a little trouble. <laughs> Our teacher was Miss, uh, Miss Goodwin. And whatever you done, she'll make you right. So uh, I got caught doing something. I had to write up 300 times. I must talk in, must not talk in class. So, so Claire, Claire was going to help me. He, he, he did 150. I did 150. We didn't know we had different handwritings. So, so, so when I turned the paperwork in, she knew who helped me. So we had to write 300 more times. I had to write. I had to write. I must not cheat on assignments. And Kevin had to write, I must not help him cheat on the time. <laughs> that fifth grade, that was something. Uh, from fifth grade, trolled boys in sixth grade. Went on the East Way from middle school. Uh, manager on the basketball team. If you look at the picture, he leaned one way, I leaned another way. It was something. Uh, high school, on our senior pictures, he got on the same, he got on the outfit that I had. We had the same hat, shirt, different colors. It was like, we went in the army together. Uh, he had a kid in 77. I had a kid in 77. Uh, that was very special. Uh, August, August 17, 1977, we went in the army. Uh, we thought we was on the buddy-buddy plan, but when we started to get on the bus, he got on one bus going to Kentucky. I got on another bus going to South Carolina. That's how it did. That was that. That was that. Uh, it was good. It was good. Uh, I met Kevin. Then we came home, and again in 2007, he had a, we had a real rough time. We lost his son. Uh, he was down a long time, a long time. I think that's when he came back to church, you know, because I skipped it. We went to Bible. One time we went to a Bible camp. That's when we learned the word. Uh, we had somebody come to Cadillac Park every year. And uh, studying us 360, we had to do 360 verses. We went to Bible camp. Uh, went to Bible camp about four or five years. Me, Kevin, Robert Alexander, Jerome Mills. It was a bunch of us, you know. That's when we you know, really got seated in the Word and learned the Scripture. And uh, when as he lost his son, he came. He, he saw I was coming to St. Paul. He started coming back in. And uh, pastor said, "You got to learn something. When you join, you got to learn something. You got to join something." He became an usher. He, he gave, became. He got in the choir. He was, you know, he was very active every Sunday. On first Sundays, I know he done left his. He done left his gloves, and I'd be having gloves. I had to give them to him. And he got to give them back to me. <laughs> that was Eric. That was he was something. Uh, two weeks ago, we talked a long time, and uh, didn't know that'd be my last time being with him. Uh, last. Friday before last, I playing golf, 
had a pretty good round. And after I came off the golf course, that's when I looked at my phone and got a text. I know that had to be wrong. Not care. It hurt very, very hard, but uh, I know what he was saved. And that was the thing about it. I know what he was saved. Uh, I got a lot of phone calls. What happened? What happened? What happened? And that bugged me for a long, a long time, too. I talked to somebody. And I would tell anybody, it ain't what happened. L long as you know what he was saved. And it was his time. It's everybody's time. But you got to be ready. And I believe the day Kevin passed, I think the Lord tapped him on the shoulder. And Kevin took a pillow, put his head on it, said, when you come and get me, I'm ready. So to the family, your dad's all right. If y'all need me, just let me know. And God bless everybody. To everyone that gave remarks and tributes, God bless you. Thank you. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do, but we thank you uh, for painting that picture of longevity, best friend. And from niece, we thank you. And from nephew, thank you so much for painting a picture of a life well lived. God bless you for that. On behalf of the family, I would like to say that the family wants you to know that they are so appreciative for everything that you've done for them. Every card, every phone call, every text, it is appreciated from their heart. They will let you know in a more formal way later. They will thank you. But for now, they want you to know that they are so appreciative of all that you have done for them. Thank you for the flowers. Thank you for the caring. And thank you for being here to help them celebrate and help us celebrate a life well lived. Now, in the days to come, things are going to get a little tougher for them. Can we make a pact? Can we make an agreement that this will not be the last day that they hear from us? That this would not be the last phone call. This would not be the last hello. This will not be the last hug. This will not be the last time that we let them know how much we care for them. Because we've been there. We've been there. So we know what you're going through. And if you haven't been there, keep living. Because it's coming your way. But we have empathy. We have love for you, Sheena, Clarissa, Shamari, and all family members. We're just a phone call away. All you have to do is call and we'll come running. And the family is very appreciative that we're all going to commit to do that. Now, after this, we will have a mime by the new generation mime. New generation mime will do, I know I've been changed. And after that, we will hear Right, the next voice you will hear be, will be from Reverend Dr. Monica Redman, who will bring us a good word. Do we need to hear a good word from the Lord? Amen. We need to hear a good word. 
praying in scriptures are good, but we need to hear what the Lord is saying about this day. God bless you.
Put your hands together for the Lord has signed your name. Amen. Amen. To God we give the glory. Great things he has done and is doing in the lives of his people. Thank God for New Generation Minds for reminding us of the Lord <laughs> changing us. You ought to put your hands together one more time for them. Come on. Thank the Lord for them. To God we give the glory. Great things he is doing and has done in our lives. Would you bow your heads for just a few moments? Father, it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we come before you. And Lord, as we are here to celebrate the life of Brother Kelvin Stroud, God, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you would wrap this family in your loving arms. God, they need your strength. God, these friends need your strength. This church family, we need your strength. God, we're missing a part of our family. But God, he's not lost because we know exactly where he is. A long time ago, he gave his heart to you. And because he gave his heart to you, and he lived his life pleasing in your sight. God, we know where he is. He's there with you. And so, God, we say thank you. Thank you for lending him to us for these many years. Thank you. Thank you, oh God, because of his friendship. Because, oh God, for his service that he gave to this church. Oh God, he made us a whole lot better. For that, God, we say thank you. Thank you for his life. Thank you for the lives of his family. God, I pray and I lift them up to you right now in the name of Jesus. God, they need your strength during this hour. Oh God, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you will move up and down the aisles right where they are. God, sprinkle some peace in this room. Sprinkle some joy, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we need joy, <laughs> but we need your kind of joy. That kind of joy, oh God, that we can depend on. God, we don't need happiness, we need joy. And God, we have joy because we know that you are in the room. Now send the one that makes preaching and teaching easy. God, I need your power right now. I need your anointing power. God, I'm going to move out of the way 
because this is not about me, but God is all about you. God, as a result of your preached word today, I pray, oh God, that someone hears the word. Oh God, they hear it. They soak it in, oh God, and they make a decision for you. Oh God, save somebody during this hour. Oh God, somebody that's going down the wrong road. Oh God, all of us have gone down the wrong road, but God, I thank you. Oh God, along the way, you grabbed us. You turned our lives around. Thank you, oh God, for Brother Kelvin, oh God. Thank you because you changed his life. You set him on a new path. And God, he served here in this church and he served well. Oh God, we take his example. Oh God, oh God, we're not going to be out in the streets. Oh, for a long time. God, you brought us in. And so, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that because of your preached word today, that somebody hears this word and decides to change your life. God, I thank you. Oh, yes, Lord, I feel you. I feel your anointing power right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah, God, I feel you in the room. God, I thank you. I thank you because I know at the end of the day, God, we're going to leave here leaping and jumping and knowing that we have been in your presence. God, we love you so much. We thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you believe that prayer, I want you to put your glad hands together right here. Come on, put those glad hands together, signifying that you believe, you believe the power of prayer. I want you to know that God can do anything. Did you know that? God has the power to do anything. But one of the things I love about him is that he has the power to change lives. Oh, does anybody believe that? Oh, come on in here. Come on in the room. Anybody believe that he has the power to change lives? I know he changed my life. Did he change anybody else's life? Oh, come on here. Come on. I heard, uh, oh, I heard our brother up here and is talking about um, his relationship with Brother Kelvin and the things they used to do. But aren't you glad that is what they used to do? Oh, used to do. That's gone. That's the past. Because we are talking about the now. Thank you, Lord, for your power. Thank you, O oh Lord, for allowing us to be here and to share in this wonderful, wonderful moment. Are you excited about that? Well, I have a word that God wants us to hear today, and it's found in the gospel that is recorded by St. John. If you have your Bibles, you can turn right there along with me. John chapter 11, go down to verse number 17, and I'll read a few of the following verses. And it reads like this. Now, when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. 
But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. That's a good word. Whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. That's a good word too. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God, who is to come into the world. Is that what your Bible says? Oh, come. That's what my Bible says. And that's what we have read today. And I want to, for just a few moments, if I could just preach from this title, God gives us hope for tomorrow and strength for today. Does anybody believe that? God gives us hope for tomorrow and strength for today. I want to thank um, Reverend Richardson, who did a wonderful, wonderful job uh, leading us in worship. Would you put your hands together for her and for Reverend James Burney and that powerful prayer and Reverend Peyton C. for reading our scriptures today. We thank the Lord for their help and their assistance. And let's thank the Lord for our male chorus as well. We thank God for them singing today. God gives us hope for tomorrow and strength for today. I heard this some time ago said that one day a father and his daughter were out for a leisurely drive in the country it was a hot summer day, and the windows were rolled down. Suddenly, the daughter began screaming and fidgeting in her seat. She was fidgeting and screaming because a bee had just flown inside the car through the open window. Now listen, this would not have been a problem for most children, but for this little girl, it was a problem. You see, this girl was very allergic to bee stings. In fact, even one sting could send her into a coma. As the girl was flailing her arms around, the father quickly pulled over to the side of the road. Then he calmly reached over and held his daughter's arms down. Then he himself, with his big and strong hands, caught the mad bumblebee in his hand. The bee promptly stung the man and he threw the bee out of the window. The little girl, still in hysterics, and she was in tears, was unable to calm down. But the loving father did what most fathers do, reached over and held her. And you know what? He whispered these words into her ears. He says, baby, it's okay. It won't hurt you now. Because I took the sting for you. Isn't that something? Isn't that something that fathers would do? Fathers will take the sting. Because that's what daddies do. They take the sting for us. That's some good news, isn't it? And I'm talking about fathers universal. Fathers who are sitting in this room. Fathers like Kelvin Stroud. Who will take the sting for you. 
Oh my goodness, that's what daddies do. Sister Sheena and um, Brother Shamari, I'm sure that's what Brother Kelvin did for you guys. I'm sure that there were many situations that happened in your lives, but because he was there, he took the sting out of those situations. Oh, I'm sure that you can think of countless moments when daddy took the sting for you. I remember having conversation with you, Sister Sheena, and you told me that your daddy was a lot of fun. I can believe that because he was always the life around here when he was ushering on the door or singing here with the male chorus. I believe that he was the life of the party. I'm sure that you can think of countless moments when your father made you laugh and your father advised you and gave you comfort. And I remember that you told me that your brother said, um, Shamari said that he made them feel like Superman. That's what daddies do. They make you feel like that. <laughs> they make you feel that you can do just about anything. But that's some good news, isn't it? Because that's what fathers do. That's what daddies do. Even if your, your, the picture that you drew at school really was not a great picture, he made you feel that it was a great picture. Because that's what fathers do. What great memories you have of Brother Kelvin and of daddy. I want you to hold on to those memories. Because your memories are what's going to keep you in the days and in the weeks and in the months to come. Because there will be days that you'll think about them and tears will roll down your face. That's going to be okay. Let the tears flow. Because one of the things that we know about him, that he lived his life in such a way that he's now living with his heavenly father. That's some good news, isn't it? See, see you know, he's not lost because we know exactly where he is. So when people say, you know, I lost my father or I lost my mother, they're not lost if they have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We ought to give God some praise right there. We know it here at St. Paul. We know Brother Kelvin and we know that he lived a life that was pleasing unto the Lord. But today we are facing the sting of death, the pain that death inflicts on all people around us. That's a pretty bad thing. But the Bible says these words. It says, where, O oh, death, is your sting? Where, O oh, death, is your victory? The sting of death was taken by Jesus Christ when he died on the cross for your sins and for my sins. Oh, you ought to put your hands together for that. We don't have anything to worry about. Because Jesus Christ went to the cross. He died on the cross so that we don't have to die in our sins. Oh, you ought to put your hands together for that. I, I remember that there was a man by the name of D.L. Moody. And D.L. Moody used to say, someday you will read the papers that D.L. Moody of East Northfield is dead. He said, don't believe a word of it. He said, because at that moment, I will be more alive than I am right now. Oh, come on here, somebody. Don't you believe it? Don't you believe it? Uh, Kelvin is more alive right now than he's ever been. Oh, that's some good news. 
That's some good news. That's some good news. Kelvin Stroud is more alive today than he ever has been in his life. Oh, that's some good news. That ought to bring some comfort to somebody's heart. That he is somewhere, and if I know him the way that I know him, he is trying to sing on the heavenly choir. He's trying to get his part right. If I know him like I know him, he's trying to find his way to usher at the door. Oh, yo, y'all know him. Y'all know him. He's standing at the door ushering people in because that's the kind of guy he was. To God, we give the Lord some praise. But listen, often when death and other hard times hit, sometimes we wonder, Sister Sheena, if God is seeing any of the things that we're going through. We wonder in those moments if God cares about us. But this afternoon, I just want to share a few words about God seeing the hard times that we go through because he does see them. He sees everything that we go through. The Bible says one day shortly before his own death, Jesus went into the town of Bethany. He went to Bethany because he was good friends with some of the people who lived there. He was friends with two sisters named Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus. The Bible says that Lazarus had just died and the two sisters were crying because they were hurting. In fact, when Jesus showed up, Jesus, the Bible says that Martha ran out of the house to meet him. But you know what the first thing she said to him when she got to him? Martha said, if you had been here, this would not have happened. And y'all know that's how we do. We want people and we want God to be with us in every situation that we go through. So she starts accusing the Lord. She said, now look, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. (laughs) Oh my God, And I know that sometimes we're like that. And I know that we try to accuse the Lord. But I came to tell somebody that Jesus has an answer. He has an answer for us when we have questions about where he was. I believe that Jesus Christ is everywhere we are at all times. He sees what we're going through. He sees us when we're crying. He sees us when our heart is breaking. He sees us. Don't you know that he sees us? Do you believe that? I believe (laughs) that Jesus is Right there by our side. Oftentimes at death, a lot of blame gets thrown around. So Martha is blaming God for the death of her brother. But her next words are, but I know that you can still pray and make it better. So even if she was angry at Jesus and throwing blame his way, she still had hope. Isn't that something? That even though she was blaming him for the death of her brother, she still had hope. And so I came to tell somebody in this room today that regardless of what you're going through, regardless of what has occurred in your life, you can still have hope. Hallelujah. I came that even in the midst of death, even in the midst of what we're dealing with, you can have hope today. Anybody want some hope today? Oh, I feel, I feel the Lord. I feel him in the building. She's blaming him, but she still had hope. She said, even, even if you speak right now, you can make this turn around. So Jesus said, this is what he said to her. He said, Lazarus will rise again. That's some good news. 
Oh, come on. I said it already been dead now. And he said to her, but Lazarus will rise again. That was something he said in the affirmative. Martha knew enough about Jewish theology to know that one day all the graves are going to open up and the dead will rise from them. So she said, I know he will rise again in the resurrection of the dead. That's what she said. Jesus took this phrase and said, actually, (laughs) I am the resurrection and the life. Oh, isn't that some good news? He said, you waiting for a future time period. He said, right now, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, now, what did he mean by this? And the Bible calls Jesus the wonderful counselor, but what kind of counsel or advice was this? What did Jesus mean? How could his words help Martha in her time of loss? How can the words of Jesus help you in your time of loss? What comfort can Jesus' words give you even today? As we sit here today and we say to Brother Kelvin Stroud, we'll see you later. Well, first of all, Martha knew that things would be better someday. (laughs) Oh, that's some good news. Hey, she had enough courage within her heart that she knew that things are not right right now, but things will get better someday. Oh, come on. You ought to put your hands together. I know that some of us are going through things right now and things look a little bleak, but I came to tell you right here today that things will get better someday. Oh, come on. Somebody ought to get excited about that. That's our word in the affirmation. I'm affirming that God knows and he sees what you're going through right now. But God said that things are going to get better someday. Oh, hallelujah. I love it. I love it. I love it because I know that things don't look right right now. Jesus said that she had the hope that things would get better someday. They would be okay someday. But Jesus said, I am that hope. You're waiting for the resurrection to give you hope. Well, I am the resurrection and I can give you hope right now. I'm the promise of a better day. I am who you need to get you through what you're going through. I am the promise of a better day. I am who you need right now. I'm the promise that something is going to get better someday. Some of you are waiting on your friends to make things better. Somebody is waiting for their employer to make things better. But I came today because I want you to know that only God can make things better. Oh, you ought to put your hands together. It's not going to be your boo. It's not going to be your bae. It's going to be God who's going to make things better. I got any people in here that believe what I'm saying? Oh, stop waiting on your boo. (laughs) And understand that only God can make it better. Hey, only God. Thank you, God. I feel your anointing in this place today. Only God can make things better. Better, better. You can cry all night. You can cry all morning. But I came to tell you that God will make things better for you. You 
this place, I want you to affirm to your brothers, affirm to your sisters that it's going to get better. Anybody know it's going to get better? Oh yeah, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It may not look like it right now, but she and the things are going to get better. Hey, I'm here to tell you that today, huh, if your situation doesn't turn around the way you hoped and wanted it to turn around, that's all right. Because my friends, Jesus Christ really is our hope. He really is our hope. Stop putting your hope in stuff. Put your hope in Jesus Christ. He is our only hope of surviving this feeling, this death, those nightly hours of crying. Only God can give you hope because he is in control over death. I came to tell you that he's not only our hope, but he is the resurrection. Uh, you know what that word means? That word resurrection means alive again. Oh, come on here. That is even when life hits us hard, even when the scariest thing in the world attacks us, even when things happen that we have no control over. I came to tell you this afternoon that we can put our trust in Jesus Christ. If you put your trust in Jesus Christ, he can make things a whole lot better. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I know that you are looking for something to make you feel better. Well, I came because I want to tell you that Jesus can give you that hope. Uh, he said by saying that he was the resurrection, he meant he is our only hope of surviving death. So by saying he was the life, he meant that he is our only hope of getting through our days and weeks to come. He is the hope for tomorrow and he is the strength for today. He will help us, brothers and sisters, survive death. And he will help us survive life as well. Sometimes life is hard. But Jesus said, I will help you if you will only ask. See, that's our problem. We don't know how to get down on our knees and begin to pray and ask God to come into our room. Come into our situation and turn our situation around. God said, the reason why you're still going through what you're going through is because you didn't ask me. Woo! Oh my God. See, that's the problem. We won't talk to him. We won't talk to him and tell him what's on our mind. Whatever you need, all you got to do is ask him because he's right there. He's right there with us. Hallelujah. But I want you to know it requires trust in him. Jesus kept talking to Martha. He said, he who believes in me will live. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. That's the book. But you got to believe in Jesus Christ. Even though you die, you're going to live again. This hope of eternity comes when we place ourselves into God's hands. But this strength for today comes when we keep placing ourselves into God's hands. We will remain strong only as we continue to trust him. Oh, to comfort the grieving, hurting Martha, Jesus reminded her of this. 
that he is the Lord of the living, but he's also the Lord of the dead. Ah, hallelujah, that's some good news. He is master of death and life. You can commit to him. Oh, you can commit your life to him. If you do that, that will then assure your eternity with him. Oh, hallelujah. But you got to put your trust. You got to put your belief in him. I want to encourage you today to put your trust in Jesus today. Because if you do, my brothers and my sisters, he will take care of your tomorrow by giving you eternal life. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? Hey, some trust in chariots and some in horses. But I came to tell somebody that I will put my trust in the Lord. I don't care what's going on in my life. I don't care how bleak it looks. I came to tell somebody that I will put my trust in the Lord. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I will put my trust in the Lord. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If you don't get anything else out of today's message, I want you to get this. Put your trust in the Lord and everything is going to work out all right. Does anybody believe that? Oh, I need some believers in the building. I need some believers in the building. Some believers in the building. Come on, I need you to stand and signify here today. I need you to stand up and tell your brothers and your sisters, put your trust in the Lord. Stop putting your trust in your stuff. Put your trust in Jesus Christ. Because if you do that, everything in your life is going to work out all right. Anybody believe what I'm saying? Hey, does anybody believe what I'm saying? I came today because I want to encourage this family. I want to encourage you, but I want to encourage you with this. After today, put your trust in the name of the Lord. Come on, if you believe that. Come on, if you believe that, put your hands together. Come on, put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your trust in the Lord. By your heads for just a few moments, Father, it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we come Thank you for your word. Thank you, oh God, for giving us hope. Oh God, thank you. And it's not just for today, it's for tomorrow as well. God, I pray and I lift up this family. I pray for them, oh God, because these are your children. Hold them, oh God, in your loving hand. Let them know, oh God, that you're going to always be by their side. Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. Oh, I give you the honor. Thank you, oh God, for meeting us here in this room. I pray that you save somebody. God, maybe this word helped somebody. I pray that it did. Oh God, what a testimony. Oh, to the life of Brother Calvin Stroud. That somebody who came here unbelieving believe here believing god we love you god change them oh god change them change them oh god help them oh god to get on the right path we love you so much and we thank you wrap your loving arms around this family in the name of jesus christ we pray 
Amen. Amen. Family, I need you to be seated. Oh, to God, we give the glory for you. I'm going to ask for the funeral directors to come now because we're going to do the committal here today. They're going to bury our dear brother tomorrow officially, but we will do the committal today. I'm going to ask the ministers to meet me down on the floor as we commit for the Kelvin to the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And after we commit this body, I'm going to ask if the choir will lead us in a song as we're leading the family out. To God, we give the glory for you guys for being here. to God we give the glory inasmuch as it is pleased almighty God in his wise providence to take out of this world the soul of our deceased brother Kelvin we therefore commit his body to the ground earth to earth ashes to ashes dust to dust looking unto the general resurrection and the life to come through Jesus Christ our Lord I heard a voice from heaven saying right blessed are the dead who die in the Lord, for they shall rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Can we say the Lord's Prayer together? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let's look to the Lord for dismissal now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. And to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding great joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and dominion, both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Where's the funeral director? Are we needing flower girls? Are we need flower girls at this time. Yes, we need some flower girls to come. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all who are going to come and help us take these flowers. Praise the Lord. I see the young people coming. Come on, young babies. Y'all come on and help. Come on and help us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also.